My Soul Needs a Friend, today on Get the Hell Out of Your Life. It's time now to get the hell out of your life. A weekly broadcast with real people, sharing real struggles, and offering real hope. Today's show will encourage, inspire, and empower you to face life's challenges with a bold confidence and renewed hope. Now, let's join our host, Ron Myers, the promoter. Hello, my friends. It is so good to be with you today. I like today's subject because it really hits me personally. My soul needs a friend. I went through so many years of wandering through this dry desert, and I could be around all kinds of people. I could be uh, popular in magazines or in newspapers or news, and yet I was wandering around lonely, isolated, and I just never felt that anybody really cared. It seemed like a lot of people that knew me uh, was always after something that I could give them. My soul needs a friend is about this. I think sometimes as adults, one of the things that we fail to do is tell our kids that there will be times in life where things will happen, circumstances will come in their life that will be devastating. They'll be lonely. They'll be abandoned. They will think that there is nobody out there that cares about them. And sometimes we know what that could possibly lead to, and we don't want that. As adults, we tell our children about going to school, college, getting a good job, honesty, integrity, all the things that we need for a good productive life. But perhaps we've left out one of the most important things is preparing them for that day of loneliness, of isolation, of despair. And it comes in everybody's life. And I'm skeptical of these Hollywood fairy tale romances that a lot of couples seem to have, you know, their perfect soulmate. I don't know. I'm a little skeptical because. Of my years of experience, I have found that we are still human. We say we do dumb things. We make the other person upset or mad and selfish behavior on both parts take place. That just is life because that's how the human beings are. We try so hard to do the right thing, but sometimes the right thing leads to doing nothing right but everything wrong. And then you have regrets. You say you're sorry. But they never forget, and it often leads to bitterness or resentment. So is there a friend for the soul that doesn't remember all the things we did wrong? Is there a friend for the soul that will love us unconditionally? Is there a friend for the soul that will hold us when we have an unexpected loss of a loved one, a family member, our dear friend? Is there a friend for the soul that will hold our hand as we go through a dry desert of despair, discouragement, and not understanding what life is about? I brought in today a good friend of mine, author, speaker, and writer, Candy Anderson Ferris, to talk about this subject. And friends, I think you're going to be encouraged with today's show. Hi, Candy. How are you? Hey, how are you, Ron? I'm doing fine. So um, 
a good subject. My soul needs a friend. It really is. Yeah. And you heard my opening. What are your thoughts? Okay. First of all, church is a place that we can find community. And that's what we all need is community. But sometimes, even on a Sunday morning, we uh, present ourselves as happy, um, everything's perfect. You know, we've been in a fight on the way to church, but when we get out, immediately our face goes to a smile and all is well with the world. And so we put on a mask many times, even entering the church. And sometimes it breaks down when we have one-on-one discipling or discipleship training, which I think is very important in the church. That leads us to a place of um, knowing Christ more. He said he would be our friend. We would no longer call him servant, uh, no longer be servants, but call him friend. And so um, it's important to um, know that you can be in a room full of people. Uh, You can be in a room full of loud people in your home, uh, just everybody having a ball, and you feel lost and alone, and you cannot make a um, connection with anyone. And that's at the point that, um, as um, I've heard said from the little girl in AG, um, America's Got Talent that has cancer, she said, sometimes God is on the bathroom floor. The lower we get, the more we have need of a Savior. And he's oftentimes the only place that we're going to find that God-shaped hole um, can be filled by his presence. I've been there. You've been there. We all know that um, things don't present themselves well (laughs) to uh, make us um, unafraid, um, insecure, lonely. It doesn't it doesn't fill us. And so the scripture I read today says, awake, O sleeper. Um, we need to wake up to the fact that the only thing that will fill that God-shaped hole is God himself through Christ Jesus. A lot of people's response is, uh, I tried that God thing. It didn't work for me. But people have to be patient. It's not a snap of a finger, is it's it? It's not feeling. It's fact. And the more time you abide in him and stay in his word, you have to get in that word. And and when you get in the word, I'm saying you start out with Holy Spirit, give me ears to hear and eyes to see. And I'm telling you, it's a living word. And he will have a word specifically for you when you trust him and you believe and your eyes are focused on him. I'm going to tell you a little portion of my testimony was when I was in high school and after I became saved. I say this humbly. I was popular in school. I had cheerleader, who's who, all that kind of stuff, great grades in everything, student body president, and I was alone, very much alone. And so um, some things happened, and during that time, I think uh, Twiggy was probably the most um, admired person in the world, (laughs) and so I, for some reason, got caught up in the whole idea of food replacing um, or lack of there, replacing what I needed to be even better and less alone because even in the midst of being popular, a lot of times you feel really bereft and, and alone. And so I started with this downward spiral of being 110 pounds, getting down to 88 pounds and was hospitalized for anorexia. And my parents um, just told me I needed to get well. And so that transitioned into bulimia and I became very, very ill. And so the only thing, the only one that kept me alive, 
because I had no other recourse was God himself and my faith. And um, I would walk for hours. It took a long time, but I would walk for hours. And my my song that filled my heart was, I come to the garden alone. And he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I am his own. So having come out of that, I know that I will always and forever deal with um, weaknesses in my life. And so it's not a moment by moment thing with God, or I mean, it is a moment by moment um, thing with God, not even a um, one day at a time thing for me. It is a one moment by moment experience with my father and short breath prayers, knowing he's with me, um, regardless of how I fail. Um, Knowing God is to be fully known and fully loved. That is an incredible um, understanding that sometimes we have to not feel it, but by on fact, know that he died for me while I was yet a sinner. He has made provision for me when I mess up and his mercies are new every morning and I can trust him. And when I'm at my lowest, I lay on that floor and I tell him exactly how I feel. No holes barred. I'm upset. I can't do this. I um, am not happy with the way things are. So, God, I need you. Amen. I can remember Roy Wyckoff at WAOY and his wife had cancer. I remember him getting to a point when he was in the middle of a um, drugstore and him just verbally aloud saying, God, I can't. I need you. And that's where the friend, the friend of the soul comes in and fills you with a peace that passes all understanding. And I have no way other to explain it than you have to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Friends, I'm going to take a break. And when we return, we will continue our conversation. My soul needs a friend. Does God speak to us today? If so, what does he sound like? Thundering roars, crashing waves, a booming megaphone. Maybe sometimes, but maybe it's not quite as Hollywood dramatic as all that. Maybe it's a little more simple. John 10, 27 says, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. In the midst of all the noise and questions, God is speaking and we can hear his voice. We just need to learn to recognize it. So what does he sound like? He sounds like love, like reconciliation, like kindness, wisdom, hope, truth. Do you know those sounds? Then maybe you hear his voice more often than you think. Maybe you're being led by him more than you realize. Maybe God is speaking to you and you actually are listening. You just didn't know it. We all need encouragement. Encouragement does one of two things. It either frees us from the trouble we fear or it gives us the strength and courage to meet the trouble when it comes. If you would like to receive a weekly text message of encouragement, simply text the word INSPIRE to 51660. That's INSPIRE to 51660. Our messages will encourage, inspire, and empower you on your journey through life. Life is tough. Be encouraged. I know that I need you I run to the Father Full into grace I'm done with the hiding 
Welcome back, listeners. Today, we are talking about My Soul Needs a Friend. And in the studios with me is author, speaker, and writer, Candy Anderson Ferris. Now, Candy, before the break, you were speaking about how the friend for your soul saved your life. Speak to that person now that says they just can't comprehend somebody actually loving them unconditionally because they always will say something like, yeah, but I've done so many bad things. I've got so much baggage. That's who he works best with. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> the, right. The rest of it, uh, there's so many people who are so thinking they've got it all together and they're good and um, um, they don't have a need of God. We all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. There is not a, anyone who's lived. We were born into sin, and he is the provision for um, make, yeah. making. When I was also in high school, the way I came to know the Lord is that um, um, a lay witness renewal, lay renewal group came through. And we went out on a farm, and the gentleman explained that there was a chasm Here's me, and here's God, and there's a chasm, and the cross became the um, um, way to cross the chasm, and that I couldn't do it because sin couldn't touch God because it would dirty him. So he made a way through Jesus Christ, his son. And once I got that, and that he was on the throne of my life, I, I couldn't, I mean, there, you could hardly contain my joy, and I didn't, it wasn't... Um, I have to be obedient to God. I have to do what he says. I'm under this, com uh, you know, controlling God. It was, I get to. I get to. I get to. And we get to be, as the word says, fools for Christ. And and what looks foolish to the world is what God uses. I mean, he takes the foolish things of the world to confine, uh, confound the wise. And, um, you know, it's in our weakness we don't have to be strong. He's our strength. Sometimes we think we have to be strong. And in our weakness is when God works the best. It says in our weakness, he is strong. He shows his strength. So um, it's very oftentimes that we need to admit that we are lonely and alone. And then for those who right now are on the good side, um, we need to pray for our brothers and sisters in Christ who feel isolated and who feel alone. In fact, I just read an article today of a young man who was a valedictorian, and he was a when he was a, a young boy, he was had a pile of books, was headed home, dropped his books. Off, well, he didn't bro drop the books. Um, a mean group of kids came and knocked his glasses off and threw the books down. But there was one boy that came by him and thought, what in the world does he have all his books? He must be a real nerd. But he helped him, and he became his best friend. God presented him to that young man at such a time as this. And that's the way God loves us and is our friend through other people as well. Because that boy that befriended him was the one that this young man talked about in his um, speech as a valedictorian. He said, I was on my way home to kill myself. Wow. And he said, I had taken all my books so my mama wouldn't have to deal with it. 
And he said, but this young man came along. He became my friend and pushed me to be the person I am today. Wow. So it is also the provision that God um, gives us through other people. And I want to be that person for someone. Um, I know other people have been that person for me. Well, look what's happening now in the world and the division between people. I think people are looking for that friend more now than at any other time in history. And they're going to look for a friend. And sometimes their last choice is God, but we can never give up on those people that we love. And it reminds me of myself. I didn't come to God when I was feeling good. No, I came to God. Like you said, when I hit bottom, when I was, and everybody eventually, you know, is going to hit bottom. You know, you can only ride that wave of success. We all have our ups and downs right. in life, don't we? Absolutely. Um, my prayer for my children is always bringing their mountains down, their valleys up and make level their paths. But someone told me, he said, you've got to have the ups and downs to know that God is in control. Um Nothing grows on the mountaintop. If there is a ridge around the mountaintop where the the, the um, greenery stops, and so if we stay on the mountaintop, we stop growing. It's in the valley where the beautiful things take place and where the lush um, greenery is. Is because that's where we learn really who God is. Who, um, if you read the Psalms, that's one of the biggest things where I know God is my friend. Is I'll just go stay in the Psalms. Uh, I'll read and um, because David felt alone and mm-hmm. and he, he just um, knew that God was his help. David sinned. So everybody who makes that as a point um, of God won't want me needs to go look at the real people in the Bible. Yeah. Didn't he say that uh, uh, God's description of David, that he was uh, a man after his own heart, man after God's own heart. And, and that was God's description. That was God's description. Yes. And he, and he had failed so many times. Look at everybody. There's probably not, um, but maybe one or two people, three, maybe characters in the Bible that we don't see that has some source of failure. Yeah. And, um, so I'm very glad that God is authentic in his writings to us. What's some hope for somebody out there that is looking for a friend for their soul? First of all, don't give up. There is a God who loves you. Um, he's not in the Old Testament God. He's not a long period of ago. I know because I talked with him this morning and I talked about you this morning with him that there's somebody listening that um, has a broken heart is lonely, doesn't feel life is worth living anymore. And he says, come to me, all you who are weary, and I will give you rest. And he says, come learn from me. Take my yoke. Um, and my burden is light. And he wants to give you that kind of life. Um, all you have to do is just listen for his voice, not look to man, but look up. Your hope draweth nigh. And I pray that someone will cross your path today that will give you um, the tools and the joy that comes from knowing Christ Jesus. Yes, and if you can give that, listeners, to somebody else, 
please go out and, and do that today. Well, that was good, Candy. I will say this, though. I have hardly watched the news since January. It's the best thing I've ever done. Absolutely best thing. <laughs> because we are looking at um, people are so negative anymore. And it's it's um, we're finding fault with everything when we need to be looking at the the Savior who's coming back, God wins. I mean, Amen. that's why you want to miss your friend. God wins. And, he wins. and um, he wins. it's not a battle between flesh and blood. This is not what's going on. And we not need not be afraid because um, people say, well, you, you know, financially we may fail. Well, Scripture says, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or seed begging bread. Um, there are... He said he's never leave us. He'll never forsake us. This is in God's plan. We need to stay the course. And his word says, how how do we know that um, we love Jesus? We follow his commands and we love one another. And we'll feel his friendship, friendship. and his love and a peace. Well, Gandy, thank you for stopping by. We finally get to talk in person, not over a phone, COVID's gone. So (laughs) listeners, uh, she will be uh, uh, often on the show. Uh, It's always a delight. I just like this in-person stuff. It's very good. Yeah. It's nice to be back in the studio. (laughs) Yeah. And you're not wearing a mask and you're just as beautiful as ever. Oh, old but beautiful. But thankful. Amen. All right. Thank you, Candy. And listeners, after the break, a new segment, Discover Your Destiny, and some Bible trivia coming up, along with some ideas for some great Christian entertainment. Matchmaking business is booming. Agencies promising true love are popping up on TV commercials and all over the Internet. Even TV reality shows are into the matchmaking business. It seems that everyone is searching, hoping to find that one true love we think will make us truly happy. But even the best relationship can't fill all the empty places inside us to make us whole. There's got to be more. Pascal once said, There is a God-shaped vacuum in the heart of every man and woman, one that only God can fill. Well, God has provided the true love we're all searching for in His Son, Jesus. Jesus wants to be your ultimate true love. He's the one who will never leave you or forsake you. If you would like to know more about a personal relationship with Jesus, call us at 888-NEED-HIM or go to www.chataboutjesus.com. Jesus offers you a love that is guaranteed to last forever. What's your story? We're looking for stories of hope and overcoming life's struggles with God's grace. Your story validates God's love, mercy, restoration, and forgiveness. We want to help you share your story with the world. Visit our website, thepromoter.org, and click on the Share Your Story link and submit your story. Your testimony of God's amazing grace will change a person's destiny for eternity. Discover your destiny with Ron Myers. Have you heard the story, Acres of Diamonds? It is a true story about an African farmer that heard about his fellow farmers finding these diamonds. Well, he got excited about this, so he sold his farm and went in search of finding diamonds to become rich. Well, he searched and he searched and he never found the diamonds he was in search of. One day he got discouraged and despondent. And he jumped off a bridge and he drowned. 
Well, meanwhile, the person that bought his farm was out on his land one day, and he saw this stone just shining in the water. Well, he picked up the stone, brought it home, and set it up on his fireplace mantle. It wasn't long before a visitor came by and saw that stone on his fireplace mantle and said, where did you get that stone? He said, well, it was in my stream out there on my property. In fact, he said, there's a lot of them. It come to find out, friend, that this man had the largest diamond mine ever in Africa. So what's the moral of the story? That sometimes the treasures, the things that we seek and we are in search of will take us to far off lands and far off places and do far off things when the answer to what we are looking for is right within our reach. Ron will be back in a moment to wrap up today's conversation. We want to encourage you today with God's promise to you. It comes from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 29, verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. That's God's promise to you when you choose to commit your plans and future to Him. Now, back to Ron. Well, it's time for some Bible trivia. Today's question is this, who was the legendary Israelite warrior and judge who had immense physical strength because he never cut his hair? I'll give that answer in just a few minutes, and you could even win one of my prizes from my prize vault. I want to also tell you about a TV show. You know, a good family show, something that you will love. It's called The Chosen. Now, this is a TV show that shares the Gospels through the eyes of people whose lives were forever changed by meeting Jesus. I think you will like it. I've got the app on my phone, and I can watch all the episodes. It's totally free. Check out The Chosen. And also, for some more messages of hope, like us or follow us on Facebook or check out our website, thepromoter.org. And there you can listen to the current episode and also some past episodes of Get the Hell Out of Your Life. Also, there's a section on there for some inspiring videos and upcoming events, concerts, and things in our area. Well, it's time for the answer to today's Bible trivia. Who was the legendary Israelite warrior and judge who had this immense physical strength because he never cut his hair? Samson is the answer. Congratulations, you are correct, and you can have a free copy of my book. It's the honor system. I trust you. All you need to do is send me an email, ron at thepromoter.org, and I'll mail the copy of The Promoter to you. Well, friends, be determined to make this a great week. Be determined to keep the hell out of your life. I love you. God loves you. I'll see you next week. And remember this, it's time to get the hell out of your life and discover your awesome destiny. Today's show was produced by Ron Myers Ministries, a listener-supported ministry. For a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website, thepromoter.org. 
And would you prayerfully consider making a tax-deductible donation so that we may continue to share stories of God's amazing grace with the world? And join us next week for another broadcast of Get the Hell Out of Your Life. Real people sharing real struggles and offering real hope.